Welcome to Working for Women, the independent women's forum podcast, where we are changing the conversation about women and public policy for the better. Hi, I'm Hadley Heath Manning, Director of Policy at Independent Women's Forum and your host for today's Working for Women podcast. Today, I'm joined by IWF Senior Policy Analyst Patrice Anwuka. Today, we're here to discuss some recent developments in economic policy. President Trump, of course, announced new tariffs on steel and aluminum. And then days later, he chose tariff critic Larry Kudlow to replace Gary Cohn as National Economic Council director. A lot going on uh, in this White House, a lot going on with respect to the economy. Now it looks like other tariffs against China might be on the table, too. So I'm going to be discussing all this with Patrice. Thanks, Patrice, for joining me today. Yeah, thanks, Hadley. So what do you make of these announced tariffs on steel and aluminum? What can we as Americans, as workers and as consumers expect for the outcome to be of such a policy? Sure. So these tariffs, um, particularly the ones on steel and aluminum, are meant to um, kind of shore up the, these two industries here in the United States. You know, getting these uh, these companies and these mills that produce these um, inputs back to work, getting you know, employing workers who you know have seen this industry you know leave in part because of foreign uh, competition. Um, and, and we are also hearing as of yesterday, actually, that President Trump is probably going to announce a tariff on uh, of 60, I believe, 60 million or uh, 60, sorry, 60 billion dollars against uh, imports on goods from China. So so these are going to be some really major um, economic um, uh, measures that are meant to protect American businesses. The challenge is that they're going to have some intent, some unintended consequences um, when we think about tariffs. Which are, which are simply just taxes on any goods that are imported from another country, that tends to drive up the prices uh, of goods that either use those inputs um, or, you know, or, or drive up the prices of those final goods. So, for example, um, you know, we put together a really interesting blog post of the 10 things that, you know, everyday items you can expect to see the prices rise on because of a, a tariff on aluminum. You know, things like cans of soup, Campbell cans of soup, um, uh, aluminum ladders, for example. You know, these are all inputs. But when we look at a tariff on goods from China, for example, we may see an increase in the price of electronics, um, our iPhones, our laptops. Uh, and in part because China is not just mass producing these products, but they're also providing some of the finishing touches or assembling different products, different pieces, and then shipping them here to the United States. So, so it has a really big effect on how much consumers pay every day for the goods that they rely on. I think it also has an impact on on the uh, the industries, uh, manufacturing industries in particular, that use things like aluminum and things like steel to produce other goods. So, what what will a company do when the cost of producing something increases because of, let's say, a tariff? They're either going to absorb those costs which means that they're going to have less money to hire new workers. Um, they, put, they could potentially fire workers um, or not expand their businesses. Uh, alternately, they could just raise prices. And again, that's where consumers would end up paying more for um, the, the goods even manufactured by other American country, uh, companies, um, even if, if, if the tariff isn't specifically on that good, um, but it's, it's on kind of the input for the good that they're buying. So, you know, and in third, unfortunately, we could touch off what you call a trade war, where our trading partners um, will say, well, if you're going to raise tariffs on the, the goods that you're importing from my country, I'm simply going to do the same thing on some of those other goods that, 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 um, that, that, uh, that are imported as well. 
so, you know, you got, you end up having trade wars and, and again, consumers end up losing whether, or, and even producers end up losing because, you know, co- American companies that export goods to other countries will now see that their goods are, are coming into, you know, their, their uh, customers in other countries at a higher price. And again, and that dis- discourages really um, uh, re- commerce. It, it discourages people from buying overseas of American goods. So overall, I think there's some really uh, key concerns around um, tariffs that we have to be careful about. And I think from a policy perspective, uh, you know, we believe in free markets and we do, and not just because it sounds like a really nice idea, but because there are significant costs and benefits that are attached to it. I, I agree, Patrice. Free markets and free trade make uh, all people everywhere more prosperous. And um, mm-hmm. I suspect that President Trump generally agrees with that statement. It's, he seems like, you know, a free market capitalist, at least um, <laughs> in his approach to economic policy here at home with the you know, reduction of our tax rates and a deregulatory stance. Um, I know his White House has been working very hard to peel back some counterproductive regulations on the economy. And he's a businessman. Mm-hmm. So I don't think any of this is, is lost on him. And I know there's also been some discussion about whether President Trump is imposing tariffs simply for the sake of imposing tariffs, or if there's something bigger at work here that within the broader context of our trade policy, President Trump might be using these tariffs as a negotiating tool, as a strategy to bring certain trade partners to the table to renegotiate some of our other arrangements. Um, so can you talk about that idea, whether the tariffs, you know, in the broader context of, of this goal of rebalancing power in, in our trade deals, is that maybe what's going on here? I think it has a lot to do with it. So when President Trump first announced um, these tariffs, uh, he talked about that the the United States loses $800 billion a year on trade. You know, and he's referring to our U.S. trade deficit, you know, which is um, how much the difference between what we export versus what we import. And so he's suggesting that, you know, we're not exporting enough um, and we're importing far too much. And if, let's say, we have policies like tariffs, um, that that we can both we can boost uh, U.S. production of goods. Also, these tariffs, as you rec- as you suggested, could be just a leverage tool, a way to renegotiate our our direct um, trade agreements with countries, and as well as you know our, our uh, the the North American Free Trade Agreement um, that we have with countries like uh, Canada and Mexico. So I think it's an interesting bargaining or uh, um, kind of deal-making tool that he's trying to use these these tariffs for. Yeah, I do agree, though, that you know the president is a businessman. He understands that you know uh, U.S. markets, new markets are opened up when we are trading, you know, around the world, or we're producing what we specialize in and do a, re- a really great job at, at at creating efficiently, and then trading with people with other countries and, and vice versa. Um, so I don't think that there's a um, necessarily ill will or just um, tariffs for the sake of tariffs, but in part uh, because it could be a leveraging tool. And when we look at the tariffs in with aluminum and and um, and steel, we see we see that originally there were going to be no exemptions for any country. This is going to be just a blanket tariff. Um, then we saw that there have been some exemption exemptions made for China. Excuse me for. Uh, for Canada as well as Mexico, and the the administration is going to take a case by case approach to other countries that are going to request an exemption as well. So you know, it sounds like this this is probably going to be uh, um, the way forward when it comes to different types of tariffs. 
Now, the tariffs, the the tariff on China that we're expecting as early as maybe Friday of this week, uh, that's going to probably going to be limited to one country, but there may be exemptions around the types of products um, and goods that could be exempted as well. So there is wiggle room in all of these different measures. And the president's uh, executive authority is pretty broad here, um, based on U.S. statute. Um, so I think we can I think we can recognize. And I think you're doing an excellent job articulating the IWF position on tariffs. Is that yeah, there's a lot of downsides and risks associated with a trade policy like this. We don't like restrictions on free trade. Um, we understand free trade is um, it's good for our economy. It's good to, to be a part of a global market. Um, but we also understand that tariffs may be a strategic tool, a negotiation tactic. And um, that's exactly the position of another very well-known economist. And I'm talking about Larry Kudlow. <laughs> and this is uh, the new director of the National Economic Council. And I should mention at this point, maybe one reason that uh, we share Mr. Kudlow's position on free trade, uh, we share a lot of positions with him. He's been a longtime friend and even a board member at Independent Women's Forum. So we're we're fond of mm-hmm. Mr. Kudlow. Uh, several of us have used to appear on his TV show on CNBC called The Kudlow Report. Um, but what else can you tell us, Patrice, about his background, about his positions on economic policy and, and sort of what we can expect from Larry Kudlow as the new director um, of the National Economic Council. Well, you know, it, it's an exciting, um, not it, it, it's an exciting appointment. Um, I think Mr. Kudlow uh, brings a, a really interesting background. I mean, he's got started um, at the Federal Reserve Bank. That's where he held his first um, position. We're getting his feet wet with with national economic policy. Um, you know, we've seen him serve in the Reagan administration in various economic advisory roles, uh, and, and he's just been a prolific. Um, really articulate uh, advocate for free markets, um, for lower taxes, you know, for pro-growth strategies like deregulation um, that that will make it that will serve really well in advising the president. I, I can imagine, and people are often asking us about, you know, the people who serve in the White House and and whether there are conflicting views. But I think he's going to, uh, Mr. Kudlow will bring a really strong um, free free market voice, but also recognize where the United States needs to be strategic. And it's in the, the, the decisions it makes and the measures that it, it employs to ensure that, you know, we get the best trade agreements that we can possibly negotiate and that we are in a stronger economic position in the future. So, you know, I think he's going to be great. And, and it'll be interesting to hear him, you know, transfer a lot of his um, his, his strong talking ability on CNBC and, and, and te- network television uh, to to a role where he, he may have a very public facing um, media media engaging role. I, I imagine he will. I think he'll be an asset in, in more ways than one to the Trump administration and to the whole country. So this has been yeah. really great information, Patrice. I really appreciate you joining me for this discussion today. And uh, if there's any listeners who have tuned in and you're curious to learn more about economic policy and other issues, current events, uh, we cover a lot on, on IWF.org. And you can follow us on social media uh, at the handle at IWF on Twitter. Uh, Patrice and I are also on Twitter. I'm at Hadley Heath and Patrice is at Patrice Pinkfile. We'd love to know what you think about today's podcast and about the, the president's announcement of various new tariffs and uh, generally his approach to trade policy. I've really enjoyed this discussion. I've learned a lot and I appreciate Patrice joining me and I appreciate those of you who's, who've tuned in for this edition of our Working for Women podcast. See you next time. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please give it a thumbs up, share it on social media or stop by IWF.org for similar content.